This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach. I know this has happened to you. You're riding in a car with perhaps a family member or a friend or maybe a business associate, and they hit a curb. And immediately they say, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm not quite sure what happened. And the ride goes on until it happens again. The second time that they hit the curb, immediately bells are going off in your head because you're saying, oh my, I might not be safe in this car. And maybe it's not only happened to you, but maybe you've been the one that's been making it happening happen. I know I've done that before where I've accidentally hit something in, in a curb or something, not a car or anything else, which is a curb, and then had another driving snafu later, and I immediately think, oh my, everybody in the car is getting very, very nervous because I'm driving. They don't trust me anymore. Or you're flying on an airplane, and the pilot has a rough landing, and your first thought is, well... I'm getting off the plane here. That's really good. But every once in a while, you have to stay on the plane because you're making a connection and you realize that you're going to have to fly with this pilot one more time again and have that person land again. Immediately, you've lost trust. Whether you have trust for someone or something is completely dependent upon your experience. Sometimes we see trust as an act of faith. But trustworthiness or being trustworthy, which is what we're going to talk about today, is an act of experience. I've got an organization called Foundation Training that taught me how to take care of my lifelong back problems. There's a guy named Dr. Eric Goodman, never met the man, but have watched his videos and done his exercises, totally sold out foundation training. I trust them and they're trustworthy because I've got years and years of exercise experience that it works. Also have a friend that I've learned over the course of time that can't keep a secret. They are not trustworthy when it comes to secrets. Now, I trust to drive in a car with them. I might even trust a recommendation on a restaurant. But when it comes to them being trustworthy, not so much when it comes to holding on to a secret. Well, I'm beginning a four-part series today on leadership. And the first subject we're going to discuss is being trustworthy. And at Proponacy, we look at leaders and recognize that, that leadership starts with leaders who understand that people in the contact center need joy more than they need KPIs, a sense of purpose more than sophisticated monitoring, and a champion more than a supervisor. And so we're going to talk today about being trustworthy. It's something that you have to earn. Because if you want somebody to follow you, whether it's in good times or bad, you have to be trustworthy. Let's take a look at the five keys to being trustworthy. 
First up, and it is the first step to being trustworthy, is you have to see their strengths before you see their weaknesses. You immediately have to start with a glass is half full with the people on your team, even if they haven't earned it yet. Because you're their leader and they're on your team and you have to start with the fact that you see their strengths before you see their weaknesses. Because if you don't believe in them, who will? And if you're going to have to coach them and lead them and direct them and redirect them, that employee needs to know that you are for them to begin with. And the best way that you can show that you're for them is to recognize their strengths up front. You've heard me say it once. You've probably heard me say it 25 times. Your employees are looking for three things from you. They want to know a job description. They want to have the tools and skills to do their job. And finally, they want a leader or a boss that has their best interest in mind. And once they recognize that you have their best interest in mind, they begin to trust you which means that they're going to take your constructive criticism. They're going to take your training. They're going to take your encouragement and they're going to trust you with it because they recognize the fact that you know your, you know their strengths. Because when you lead with understanding and see their strengths before their weaknesses, it builds trust in them because they know that you have their best interests in mind. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to have to communicate some challenges and some issues with them, but in order to get trustworthy, it has to start with the fact that you see their strengths before their weaknesses. Next up, you're going to have to, in order to be trustworthy, you're going to have to understand the difference between being fair and being equal. And there is a difference between the two. See, being equal is the same. When I'm equal to two people, they get the same. When I'm fair to two people, they get what they need or what they deserve. And as a leader, in order to be trustworthy, you have to be able to do both. First up, you have to be equal. And all you need to do is to talk to your HR department to find out what the rules and regulations are regarding you being equal. And you need to be equal in all the circumstances that are required for you to be equal. It's the only way that you'll, that you'll get a job is when you accept that. And it's the only way that you'll keep a job is when you accept that. But you're also going to have to be fair with your employees, which means you're going to have to give them what they need and what they deserve. It reminds me of the the Tom Cruise uh, movie, Jerry Maguire, when he was, he was talking to his client. He was going, help me help you. Help me help you. And you're going to have to be both tough and you're going to have to be encouraging. You're going to have to be somebody that, that, that's really detail-oriented, and sometimes you're going to have to be someone that just sees the big picture. But you're going to have to be a person that is fair and equal with somebody, and you're going to have to have the ability to be able to be fair with somebody by being encouraging and also being tough with them when you need to be tough. Because John may need you to be tough and direct with him, and Joe may want you to be a little bit more uh, easygoing and, and a little bit more uh, sensitive in the way that you communicate things to him. Sally may just say, bring it on to me. Just tell me direct. Matter of fact, I want you to give me the bad news before you give me the good news. And Tina might be all about the sandwich, which is, listen, you know what? Tell me something good. Tell me something I need to work on and tell me something good later on. But the point is, whatever it is, you're going to have to know to recognize the difference between being equal and fair and recognizing that in order to be fair with people, you're going to need to be tough and you're going to need to be encouraging with them and you need to give them what they need 
or what they deserve. And sometimes what they need is a kick in the pants. And I mean a verbal kick in the pants. I don't mean an actual kick in the pants. And sometimes they deserve to get recognition, even if they're not hitting the goals that you want, but they've improved. They deserve to get that. They're a weed, but they deserve to get uh, reward and recognition as they're working their way up the line because they have shown improvement. Next up, in order to be trustworthy, you need to be invested in their future. You need to be able to see beyond their present job, which means you need to know what's going on. You have to be able to balance the business and the personal. Because without understanding their future, without understanding where they are, you can't help them get to where they're trying to get to. You need to see the big picture, even if it's not that big of a picture. Hey, listen, I'm just here because I'm just trying to make money. That, that's all I really care about. I don't have any other visions or, or delusions of, of something else that I'm going to do. Maybe if their picture is not very big, but it is their picture. And I want you to understand their picture so that you can be invested and help them to accomplish what their goals are and what their dreams are. And that means that I need to know what's going on with them. I need to be able to ask enough questions to find out what's going on in their life. And not only at work, but also at home if they're willing to share it. Because when I begin to understand where they sit where they fit, and more importantly, where they see themselves sitting or where they see themselves fitting, it allows me to understand what their best interests are. And when I know what their best interests are and when I've got those in mind, then I know that I've, I've built trust. And if I show that over time, I will become trustworthy. When I'm encouraging someone that they need to show up to work because they're, 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 they're at risk of missing their absenteeism numbers, or maybe they're struggling with adherence. And I know that they're trying to, to, to support their child or support their spouse or just support themselves. And I know that they're struggling with rent or struggling with a mortgage payment or whatever it is, or a car payment or whatever it is. I know that showing up for work matters to them because they need to keep the job. They need, they, need to, they, need to, they need to have a, a way to see and view their absenteeism or their, or their adherence in a way differently than just, hey, you need to be here. Because it allows you to have some empathy with them because you begin to feel where they are and you recognize and understand the challenges that they have and you can work with them to help them get better. But you can't do that unless you're invested in their future. And a leader that, 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 that knows where I want to go, a leader that wants to help me get there, whether that's inside the contact center or outside of the contact or at some later point, is somebody that I want to work for, is somebody that I trust, is someone that's worthy of my trust, and as a result, they're trustworthy. Next up is you need to be a person of your word. You need to be counted on. You need to be accountable. An accountable person that's a leader is the kind of person that follows up. So when somebody asks you a question, you follow up. You don't just blow it off. When somebody asks you a question, you follow it up and find out the answer for them. Now, you may not do that every time. Sometimes as a leader, because what they need, the fair thing to do to them is to say, listen, you know what? I don't know what that answer is. Why don't you go get that answer? And when you get that answer, come back and tell me what it is. Because you're trying to teach this person to fish. But you are a person that follows up whether that follow-up is going to get some information or to follow up on somebody looking for something that you promised that you're going to get them, you're a person of your word. You see, because they're watching you. They watch every step you take. Your trustworthiness is something that, that resets every night at midnight. 
And it doesn't mean that you don't have some, some carryover, because obviously you do, but they are watching you. They're, they're watching what you're doing. You are accountable to them whether you want to be accountable or not. So your ability to be able to, to be a person of your word is something that they can count on. It's something that worthy of them putting their trust, because this is their job. This is their income. This is how they support their family or their, their car payment, or their rent, or their dream to purchase something new, or wh- whatever it may be that they're trying to get accomplished, the money that they use for school, that's important to them. You're accountable to them to be a leader for them that they can work with to accomplish their dreams and their goals. But not only are you accountable, but you're also adult in the way that you communicate to them. You're a person of your world because you, you communicate with them uh, as an adult. You communicate with them directly. When I say as an adult, I'm saying that you're communicating with them directly. You're treating them as the professional communicator that they are, and you're, and you're communicating with them professionally. You're not talking down to them. You're not making fun of them. You're not being sarcastic. You're treating them in an adult way, which means that you're adult about the way that you encourage them, and you're also adult about the way you provide them crit- criticism or constructive feedback. You're direct about it so that they understand what they're done. You're not wishy-washy about it. You communicate clearly to them what it is you need to do. Not only are you, a- are you accountable to them as a person of your word, but you're also an advocate of them as well. An advocate, which means that you stick up for them. You speak for them. When you go to talk to your boss, you advocate for them because they're part of your team. They need to know that you're talking for them. That doesn't mean that you're glossing over the things that they're not doing well or the challenges that they had or or that you're going to lie to your boss, which you're not going to do. What you're going to do is you're going to be an advocate of them. They need to know that you're on their side. When you talk to them and you sit down and have a conversation with them, it's almost as if you moved over to the other side of the table and you're right there next to them and you're working together to help them be successful. That's what an advocate sounds like. And the fifth thing that you need in order to be trustworthy is you need to be trusted by your leader, by the person that you work for, because you can't help your employees if you don't have any power. And you don't have any power if your manager or your leader doesn't trust you. Do they trust you? Are you, are you someone who stands up for the company purpose and the vision and values? Do you know what they are? Do you communicate them? Do you stand behind them? Do you, do you model them? Do you reinforce them? That's a way that your leader begins to trust you because they know that you're a, you're a team player, but you're also a company player because you're a representative of he or she. Does your boss trust you to give them a reason not to trust you? Are you a gossip? Are you the person that has the, has the lampshade on their head when the, when the company goes out? Are, are you a problem solver? Um, are you a rose? Are you a person that brings positive or negative energy into your leader when you talk to him? If you're not trustworthy to your leader, if you're not trusted by your leader, then you're not going to have the power to be able to be an advocate for your employees, to be a great leader of your employees. So you need to be trusted by your leader. When you can put these five components together, which is you see your employees' strengths and their weaknesses, when you're fair and equal and know the difference between the two, when you're invested in their future, when you're a person of your word, and when you're trusted by your leader, You're on the path to being trustworthy. 
And trustworthiness is just one of the attributes that you need to be a great leader in the contact center. You might be asking yourself, what are the other three? Well, next week, we're going to talk about the second attribute that you need beyond trustworthiness. You also need to be competent. I hope you'll listen next week. I hope you'll apply some of the things I said this week, because let's face it, you can be a great leader. You have all the capacity to do it. You know it, and I know it. It just requires attention to detail, focus, and action by you to accomplishment. Why don't you go make that happen? I look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach.